we should do everything that we can every day to walk worthy of the calling, to be the person that God has called us to, to be, to know the Word of God, and to live as much as possible according to what the Word of God says. Praise the Lord. Thank you for being with us today. The, the name of the, uh, the message this morning is Living Your Calling. And I know if you're like me, you want to be exactly where God wants you to be. You want to live in the center of God's will and live to, to your fullest and fulfill that calling and that purpose that God has put into your life. In Romans 8 and 28, it says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. So we have that promise that, that those that love God and those that, that are saved and love him, that all things work together for our good. Now, we may not always understand what's going on, and we may not always understand the reason for things that are going on, but the word of God promises that he's working all things for our good. He goes on to, to say, to those who are the called according to his purpose, God has a calling and a purpose for your life, regardless of what you think. Um, God has a calling, and God has a purpose for creating you. Now, everybody's calling and purpose is different. We all serve the body of Christ. You know, when, when Paul was talking about the body, he's, he mentioned some's be, some of us being the eye or the ears or the hands or the feet. So we all have a different purpose, but we all do have a purpose in the body of Christ. In Galatians, Galatians 1 and 3, it reads like this. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. I think that's awesome that God chose us. We're, we're, we didn't just happen to be. We're not just anybody, but God handpicked us. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world. I think that's amazing that God thought of you before he even created this world for you to live in. And it says that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to the adoption as sons by Christ Jesus to himself. Aren't you glad that he adopted us into the family of God? According to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the blood, amen, it's by his grace and mercy that we are accepted, not because of our goodness, not because of some good thing that we have done, but simply because of Jesus Christ and because of the blood that he shed on the cross so that when we accepted Jesus into our, into our hearts, we become saved and we are accepted by him into the beloved, amen. He goes on to say, in him we have redemption through the blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will. It says the mystery. We can know the will of God, and he will make it known to us. Amen. According to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. 
that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be the to the praise of his glory. Amen. So we have obtained an inheritance. Aren't you glad that you're saved? Aren't you glad that you're part of the family of God? And that we, not just here, but, but when we leave this walk of life, we have an inheritance in heaven, an eternal life with Jesus, our Lord and Savior, and our loved ones that have gone before us. Verse 13 says, In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. I love that scripture. God, uh, he saves us and he gives us the promise of his Holy Spirit. So if you're a child of God, you have the Spirit of God living on the inside of you. And the scripture says that that, is the, that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our, of our inheritance. So we can know that we have that inheritance in Christ Jesus until the redemption of the purchase possession to the praise of his glory amen you are a person of value to god you have you have a purpose and you have a calling in your life ephesians 1 and 17 says that the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation of the knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling now i know i've heard many people say well i'm not sure what i'm called to do i don't know what my calling is but scripture says that our eyes of understanding can be enlightened that we may know what is the hope of our calling what are the riches of the glory of the inheritance of the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power amen Jeremiah 1 says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I, adorned, I ordained you a prophet to the nation. So God is saying in this scripture, Before you were born, before the foundation of the world, God knew you. God had you in mind and created you from the foundation of the world for a purpose with a calling, with a destiny that God desires for you. In Ephesians 4, it teaches us, it says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which you are called. Amen. So, so we need to know what that calling is. We need, to, we need to, to be enlightened. We need to seek the will of God, know what that hope and that calling is in our life, and then to walk worthy of the calling with which you are called. In other words, then we should do everything that we can every day to walk worthy of the calling, to be the person that God has called us to, to be, to know the word of God, and to live as much as possible according to what the word Word of God says. Now, sometimes, you know, it's easy to, to be obedient to the Word of God. It's easy to love those that love us. But the, the Scripture also teaches us to love our enemies. And we may sometimes find that difficult. But in, anyways, we need to live 
in in and to walk worthy of that calling we need to walk every day with our hearts right with the lord and fulfilling the purpose of god that he has put in our life he says with all lowliness and gentleness with long suffering bearing with one another in love endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace there is one body and one spirit just as you were called in one hope of your calling one lord one faith one baptism one god and father who of all who is above all and through all and in you also it teaches us here we are all brothers and sisters in christ it doesn't matter what your denomination is if you if you are saved if you're if you've accepted christ into your heart if you believe that god has raised him from the dead and the blood of jesus is applied to your heart then you're my brother and sister in christ and i claim you as my brother and sister whether you claim me or not it doesn't matter according to the scriptures your denominational title does not matter what matters is what is in your heart and that you know jesus as your lord and savior in Philippians 3, he says, not that I have already attained, we're still here on earth, we have some attaining to do, or am already perfect, perfected. We are not yet perfected, we are in that process through, the, through the, the working of the Holy Spirit, but God has worked on me, but God still has work to do, is what Paul is saying, and it is true, certainly true for myself. God has worked on me, but he certainly has a lot of work still to do. He says, I haven't, he said, not that I have already attained or am already perfected. There's some work to be done. He says, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. I, I, I love how that reads. Now, I can go up to a person and, and put my arm around them and, and, and hug them. That's a hug. But he says, I lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold on me. That's an embrace. When, I, when you put your arms around someone and then they return and put their arms around you, that's an embrace. And so Paul is saying, I have laid hold of that. I have laid hold of that calling. I have laid hold of that purpose that God has for me, for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold on me. So, so Jesus has also embraced us. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forbearing those things which are behind and reaching forward, to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So Paul says, I forget those things that are behind. So you may be thinking, how far behind do I need to forget? Well, if it happened three seconds ago, it's behind. And you can put that behind you. You can go forward and move forward in Christ Jesus toward the goal of the prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but I want to press towards that goal. I want to, to walk in that calling. I want everything that God has for me. I want to fulfill the purpose and the calling that God has in my life. John 15 and 15, it says, No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called your friends. And this is Jesus talking to his disciples. And he says, I, I no longer call you a servant, but I call you a friend. Aren't you glad that Jesus is your friend? Amen. I don't think there's any greater um, 
accolade that you could have than have Jesus to call you his friend. He says, for all things that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the father in my name, he will give you. These things I command you that you love one another. But he says, that you did not choose me, but I chose you. You are a chosen vessel. That means that Jesus Christ has personally handpicked you for his purpose and for his calling. And he goes on to that, to say that he has appointed you. He's appointed you and I that we should go and bear fruit and that our fruit should remain. There's another scripture that says, if you abide in me, he that abides in me, the same brings forth much fruit. So we want to, to do that. We want to bring forth much fruit for the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Romans 12 and 1 says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance or patience the race that is set before us. I want to stop there just a second. He says, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. And this is Hebrews 12 and 1. If you go back and read Hebrews, the 11th chapter, it talks about the, the faith hall of fame. And it talks that, about the patriarchs that have gone before us that have all died in the faith. It talks about Enoch and Noah and Abraham and Sarah and Moses. And it has a whole list of, of people that have died in faith. They believed God and they're believing for that promise of God. Amen. And, and so, so their life has ended. But then it goes on to say, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, I believe it's those people that made up that hall of fame, uh, that hall of faith for the kingdom of God that that are surrounding us as a cloud of witnesses. And I don't know, it may be those, that, our loved ones that are also making up that cloud of witnesses that are saying, hey, you can do it. I made it. I made it into the kingdom of God. And you can run this race. And you can fulfill your purpose. And you can fulfill your calling. And they're on the sidelines and they're, they're just cheering you on to fulfill God's calling in your life. He goes on to say, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. We have some joy set before us. What you're going through right now may not seem joyous. You may not be in a happy place. You may not be, be enjoying and experiencing that joy. But it said that Jesus, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Sometimes we have to endure some things, knowing that God, God has something much greater in store for us as his children. But said that <clears throat> looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So that's what Jesus did for us. Jeremiah 29 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. God loves you. God has a plan for your life. God's thoughts and his will and his plan for you is for good and for peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. God has, has a good future and a good plan for your life. 
Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Now, I know sometimes you may feel like, God, you're a million miles away. I've, I've prayed and I prayed, Lord, and I don't know where you're at. But we can pull out Jeremiah 29, hallelujah, and say, Lord, your promise tells me that if I seek you, with all my heart, God, that I will find you. Amen. God is only a breath away. Even those times when you feel like you're praying and your prayers are hitting the ceiling and they're bouncing back down, I can promise you God hears those prayers. Amen. Because you are seeking God and, and he hears those prayers. It does. You may not feel it. But our faith is not based on feeling. It's based upon the word of God. And we can claim those promises, amen, that when we seek him, he will find us and he will answer those prayers. Wherefore, wherefore the rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. And this comes from 2 Peter 1 and 10. Make, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fail. So we need to be, we need to be, di dil we need to be diligent. We need to make time. We need to make time to spend with the Lord and give diligence to make that calling, knowing what that purpose and knowing what that calling is that God has in our life because, because it will stabilize your walk with the Lord. And I'll conclude with this Proverbs 3 and 6 says in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your your path that is god's promise to us that if we acknowledge him in all of our ways he will direct our path amen god bless you walk in the calling and the purpose that god has for you today amen